is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. And today, I have got Larry Janeski with Contractor Nation. Um, Contractor Nation is actually one of the largest home improvement companies in the country that you may or may not have actually heard of, which is very interesting. So, Larry, welcome. I'm excited to have you here with us today. Great to be here, Brian. So let's start with, because I don't know if a lot of people know about Contractor Nation and all of the stuff that you guys do. So let's talk real quickly about Contractor Nation, and then I want to talk, and then I want to go backwards, and I want to talk a little bit about your background. Yeah, so the reason people don't know Contractor Nation uh, well in the industry is that we renamed our company. Um, we, used, we started as Basement Systems, and we still are Basement Systems, but we added all these other services and brands, and uh, two years ago, we said, hey, we need one name that sort of overarches all of our brands and says what, who we are, and so it's Contractor Nation. Awesome. So let's go back, because um, you, have a, you have a really interesting story, so why don't we go back to the beginning? How'd you get into the business? And uh, maybe give us like the, usually I do like the 60 second version, but I have a feeling that's not enough for you. So give us like the two or three minute version of your story. Okay. So uh, go to trade school, carpentry uh, class, uh, high school. And, uh, you know, college is never an option in my family for anybody. Um, So graduate high school, 17 years old, uh, putting that in the paper, carpentry, call Larry, no job too small, show up on time and sober, get jobs, <laughs> steep learning curve uh, every time. And 18 years old, get a call. Hey, uh, saw your ad. Can you build a house for me? And I'm thinking the ad said no job too small, not no job too big. Uh, but uh, I said, yeah, I can build a house for you, but uh, I'm 18 years old. If that's a problem. You know, just let me know. And there's this like long, awkward silence on the phone as this guy's, you know, weighing his options and it was a building boom and all the real carpenters were busy. So he gets down to me and he says, uh, no, okay. You know, why don't we get together? So I built my first house when I was 18 years old. I had my uh, friend who was 17 and my uh, younger brother who was 14 years old uh, on summer vacation from high school. You can't make this stuff up. And uh, <laughs> we built a 3000 square foot contemporary framed roof, sided it, uh, put the decks on windows and doors and, in six weeks. And then, uh, you know, I was off to the races. I was, uh, I built 23 more houses in the next five years. Um, also a lot of remodeling in there and, and, uh, additions and decks and so forth. 23 years old, last house I built, couldn't sell it because it had a, um, well, one reason is the building bubble was collapsing. I had to sell it three times to get it to stick. And there was a leaking wall crack in the foundation. So I said, well, um, I got to figure out how to fix this thing. So lo and behold, I find myself in the basement waterproofing business. But, um, you know, I couldn't build any more houses because they weren't selling. So so now I'm into, you know, sort of, uh, you know, specialty home repair. And, um, 
you know, I, I've been, I've been here that, you know, I'm 54 years old now. I've never sort of jumped careers, never changed horses. And so I got really, really good at it. We've added other services like, um, uh, basement finishing and structural repair and, um, home energy, you know, home performance services, um, and, uh, insulation and, uh, so forth. And, uh, today we have a $35 million home service company here. Um, we do both home improvement, home repair and home improvement, really all three. Um, and, um, you know, the business runs like clockwork. It's profitable. You know, was it easy getting here? No, it never is, you know, um, but it's, you know, it takes a long time to, uh, get things right. But anyway, what I do today is I help contractors be better leaders, be better thinkers so that they can improve their business, grow their business and live their dreams. That's what I personally do. So, um, let's talk a little bit more and then we're going to come. Most of what we're going to talk about is, is what he just mentioned, what he helps contractors do. Um, your business, tell us about the business today. So you, you told me, um, before we started the recording, you have 50 trucks out on the road every day. Yeah. And that's your operation. And what, and what is that business? That's the basement finishing business. Um, well, we do all sorts of, uh, basement, uh, and foundation repair work and we, uh, do home, home performance and, uh, insulation. Um, and, uh, uh we raise uh, settled concrete and there's all dimensions of these things. Yeah. That we do. But, um, yeah, so it's called Connecticut basement systems and we have an incredible brand. We have, uh, done 65,000 jobs. In Connecticut, if you look down the average street and you see uh, eight houses on the left and eight houses on the right, we've, we've done two of them. Wow. So. And, and what are all of the, let's just real quickly, what are all of the brands that are under Contractor Nation? Okay, so you have basement systems for basement waterproofing, clean space for crawl space uh, encapsulation. Um, you have... Uh, Dr. Energy Saver for home performance, attic systems for uh, attic air sealing and insulation and duct encapsulation. You have um, total basement finishing. Um, you have um, uh, Morehouse Finance Company. We have a finance company. Um, we have Treehouse Internet Group for uh, internet marketing. We, we have a, a huge internet marketing agency. Um, and you have the School of Entrepreneurship where we teach uh, contractors how to uh, be proper leaders of, of their businesses. Uh, further, we're, we're adding other networks. So we're going to be a network of, of networks. So other networks, whether it be franchisors or dealer networks, or maybe distributor networks, manufacturer to contractor networks. Um, and we have a, a company called junk luggers, which is um, does just that and um and uh national radon defense it's a radon mitigation uh dealer network that is uh, part of contractor nation and we're adding other networks uh as we speak really incredible i mean absolutely incredible now many of those brands have uh their dealer networks how many about how many dealers do you have right now out, out there we have about 300 dealers uh, all across uh, North America, United States, and Canada. 
Uh, we do do some business in the UK, um, not much. Um, we have uh, just shy of 400 employees and we're a $150 million business. We're the largest employer in our town, largest taxpayer in our town. We have 10 buildings here in our campus and some really incredible facilities, uh, including our local business that operates out of a brand spanking new $13 million facility with 48 garage doors. Uh, it's shaped like a big T, like an airplane terminal. And it's got production on the first floor, uh, offices on the second floor, and an entire training center complete with a, a theater that holds 300 people on the third floor. Wow, incredible. Yeah, and this all started, now this all started from an ad that said, no job, too small, call Larry. Yeah. That's See, right. and that's one of the things that, now, have you taken any outside money? No. Never. <laughs> Incredible. Good Not for you, Larry. I'm sorry? Not even a credit line. Not even a credit line, no. really. So all done internally through cash flow. Yeah, but, you know, it's been uh, since 1982. So, you know, that's a long time, you know. It so. is a long time. Yeah. Yeah, well, but, the, you know, but look, a lot overnight of, success, right? Take, it yes. takes 30, 30, 37 years and then you're an overnight success. And then you're an overnight success. Well, well, look, you know, one of the things that, that we talk about a, a lot about here is getting your profit model right. And if you get your profit model right in your business, then you don't need to go into debt. You don't need to go get outside money. Um, and so obviously you had a good profit model because, you know, you were able to build a, a pretty, you know, pretty incredible business uh, without taking money um, from the outside. Um, a lot of contractors have broken profit models. Um, what are some of the, what are some of the things that you recommend or that you teach your dealers and your contractors about getting their profitability right? Well, too many uh, business owners, uh, they work for somebody else, uh, likely, and they start their own business and they just play copycat, right? And right. so they do the same thing that everyone else in their industry is doing. Uh, and I would ask the question, do I want to trade places with them, right? So if you think of a competitor, right? Um, you say, when I grow up, if, I, if I'm just like them, would I be happy with that? Would I trade places with them? And, you know, sometimes they say, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I do, I would. But, you know, if the guy's working 70 hours a week and, and maybe he has, uh, you know, a big black car, but, you know, you don't really know that the guy's up to his eyeballs in debt and he's never really made any money. So you're not privy to that inside information. Um, but, you know, I think a, a lot of times you would say, no, I, I don't want to trade places with him. I want to be better than that. I want to have a better life than that. I want to do more than that. And so uh, you've got to um, create your own value proposition to homeowners. You've got to uh, innovate and say, what can I do that's, that would thrill my customers? And we have a saying, thrill one, thrill millions. You know, if you can't thrill one customer, you can't thrill millions either. Right. Uh, or, you know, hundreds or thousands. So you got to figure out how do I thrill one customer and, uh, and then you got to charge enough for that so you can uh, pay your costs and make a reasonable profit. Um, so, you know, th then that 
then you got to figure out how to get a team to deliver that. It can't be dependent upon you because you are, you know, the most experienced guy in the industry and you can figure out any problem and so forth. That, that doesn't scale. We have another saying in the school of entrepreneurship, you don't scale. So, um, so yeah, so you, you got to think about um, how do I uh, thrill one customer on my own terms in a way that's not been done before, you know, sort of um, assemble the, the universe in a way that's never been been done been done before and then and then uh to figure out what do i have to charge for this and then then of course it's you know storytelling and, and sales from there builder prime is changing the game for home improvement contractors imagine having everything you need to help your business grow in one place crm estimating marketing automation with sms production management software and now call center dialer integration all wrapped into one easy-to-use package. And it's never been easier to switch CRMs. Hundreds of contractors trust Builder Prime to grow their businesses with powerful reporting tools to see which leads are making money, which sales reps are the top performers, and where to optimize for the greatest impact. We're talking about winning more jobs, boosting productivity, and delighting your customers. Are you ready to fuel your business growth even faster without all the daily frustrations of your current tech stack, you owe it to yourself, your team, and your business to learn why everyone is switching over to Builder Prime, the only true does-it-all CRM for home improvement contractors. Head over to builderprime.com and request a personalized demo with an expert today. So it's interesting, you know, one of the one of the things that I say to the listeners is to listen for the commonalities and almost every successful business owner and entrepreneur, whether they're in this industry or not in this industry, will say some version of what you just said, make sure that you um, charge the, the, the right amount so that you can deliver on your value propositions and on your promises. But as you know, a lot of people have issues and a lot of those issues are in their own heads yeah. about price. Um, how do you help somebody overcome that, that mental block? Because, you know, we know that Price is more of an issue with with us, you know, a lot of times than it is with them. And and what you said is is absolutely true. It's it's it depends on the story that you tell and the value that you are offering. But even still, a lot of business owners have a tough time with that. So how do you how do you get them past that? Have somebody that's listening right now that's that knows they're not charging enough to make a, what you call a reasonable profit. How do you help them get over that? You know, I remember a story. I was a young, very young uh, salesman uh, for my own company in the uh, 1980s. And I went out with a guy, or a guy went out with me. He rode with me for an appointment. And I, uh, I had a proposal and I wrote it out. It was, you know, triplicate proposal forms at the time. And I wrote it out. 
And then just before we presented it, he looked at it and he changed the two to a three. And he, he, he kind of wrote over the 2,000 to 3,000. And it was clear that it was written over, right? And I go, oh, my God, it's going to be a disaster, not only because we're charging too much, but because he sort of scratched it out and writ, wrote in there. And the homeowner is going to say, you're charging me an extra, th-, you know. Anyway, so, you know, I presented it, and the guy bought. And I was like, wow, that is a valuable lesson right there. Yeah. But anyway, um, you know, I think contractors have a problem with price because they're trying to sell themselves, uh, you know, sell jobs themselves. And when they get shot down because someone else has a lower price, it stings, you know, and they feel it emotionally. And, you know, it's like they don't they don't like that feeling. They don't like uh, rejection. They don't like to waste their time. And they're trying to you know, make payroll that week and they, they lost the job because of price. So it, it comes down to fear, right? right? But I would say that that fear is born in a given environment with a given value proposition, you know, a given uh, set of uh, benefits, a given presentation, a given, um, you know, um, credibility that you go, go in with and, and develop. And, um, you know, when you change those variables, then your whole value proposition changes and uh, you can command a higher price. So, you know, I mean, I, I think for a lot of people, if you just raise your prices, just raise them, do the same thing you're doing now, just raise your prices, you're, you're, you will find, you know, that it won't make any difference whatsoever. The, the price isn't the reason that people buy or not buy. I mean, obviously, too, there's limits on that. They have to learn how to uh, how to market, how to sell, how to present. Uh, but also, I think uh, sales starts in R and D. You know, if you can create something in the first place that actually is better, that actually is, uh, we say you don't you don't want to be the low price provider because you know the the winner loses, right? Either you right. lose or you win the job and you still lose. I'd rather lose it without getting a job because if I win the job, I lose and I have to do all this work. Right. Right. <laughs> but you, you want to be the high value, low risk provider. And, and so you want to provide more value to the customer in a way that they perceive for their own selfish reasons. This is better, not because you think it's better, but they think it's better. And then you want to be the low risk provider. You know, everybody knows about contractors, right? That you might, waste your money. They might not do the job. They might not show up. They might not finish. They might not clean up. They might not stand behind it. They might make a mess. You know, I mean, it's a risk. So you got to be the low risk provider. Yeah. I love that. You've got to be the low risk provider. And, um, you know, absolutely true about raising price and, and you heard it from, you know, I don't know how many people, um, on this, uh, on this very podcast, I don't know how many of the people I've interviewed have said the same thing. And one of the reasons why, Larry, just so you know, one of the reasons why I beat that up so much is because you know as well as I do, there are too many good people working way too hard in this business, taking on jobs that they should never take on because they think that, hey, I, I got to do this to keep my guys busy. I got to do this to keep whatever, you know, for whatever reason, they take on jobs that are losers. And instead of you know, pricing things the right way so that they make the right profit in order to 
not only build their business, build their company, bring on the right people, but also live their best, live their best life. Um, which is, I know something that you teach yeah. and preach uh, yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. You know, um, your business needs to serve your life, not be your life. Right. And, um, you know, I have a book, uh, the highest calling, uh, that I wrote that, uh, I'm sure every listener would be, would find that it's their favorite book ever. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I wrote it in 2009 and 10. It was voted best business book in uh, three different places in 2010, but it's called the highest calling. It's available on Amazon or on my website, um, larryjanesky.com. Um, and it's, uh, it's a story of a young man who's struggling and he, uh, is not making any money. He's working 70, 80 hours a week. His family life is suffering as a result. He's, he's frustrated. He's stuck. He doesn't know what to do. One year feels like the last, it feels like the last It's groundhog day every day. And, um, you know, he, he, um, I, I mean, I won't give away the story, but he, he gets some help in a rather magical uh, emotional way. And, and, you know, this is, uh, this is life for us, right? It's an emotional journey and we, you know, are staking our, our existence, uh, on this business and, you know, it, it's serious business, um, uh, for any, any business owner, not just contractors, you know, and, um, if the business fails, I mean, what does it do to you? What does it do to your family? What does it do to your life, right? If the business succeeds, what does that do to you? What does that do to your family and your life and your employees and their families and your vendors and your community and your customers? And, you know, so there's a lot at stake here. And so the last line in the book is that when you create a successful business, uh, you improve the lives of hundreds, thousands, or even millions of people. There is no higher calling. And, um, so, uh, I'd encourage everybody to, to get that book, but in my school of entrepreneurship, which is, I have an online platform, by the way, uh, the S O E.com T H E S O E.com. And it's an online course where you get a video a day and, um, it's a journey. It's not a one month seminar. It's not a six month seminar. It's an ongoing thing. It, it goes on for three years. Okay. Because you know, you, we don't, radically change our world and in a you know um it, it, you know by sort of reading one book or going to a, um you know a, a a weekend seminar although those things are absolutely necessary um we need to continually be a lifetime learner i mean I, i'm huge on that as you are and all successful people are but uh, anyway, um, so the first thing we do is we uh, analyze, well, how did I get here? What thinking, uh, what beliefs led me to where I am now? Because the results that we have in our life are a manifestation of all the thoughts, decisions, and actions that we took in the past. So we need to understand how do we get here. And then we set, well, what, what are my personal goals? Before I talk about business goals, what are my personal goals? Because my personal goals aren't served by my business. I'm not going to be happy. You know, a lot of people become successful and external um, rewards, you know, don't make you happy. You have to be motivated, motivated by intrinsic rewards, intrinsic goals. Uh, we can't say, well, when I get the big car, the big house, the 
the pretty wife, the whatever, you know, the, anything extrinsic that I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to feel fulfilled. And that's not how it works. So we got to say, uh, what are my personal goals? And uh, we establish those. And then we go ahead and design a business uh, that is uh, going to allow us to accomplish our personal goals. I love that. So for everybody listening, rewind, go back like two minutes and listen to that again, maybe even listen to it like three or four times. I could end the recording right now, the interview with Larry, and I think he summed it up really nice. So that, you know, that takes us a little bit into an area that I know, I, I, I know you're big on, I know I'm big on is mindset. And I'm just kind of curious what your kind of take is on if, you know, if, if business success is say, you know, hundred percent, what percentage of that is mindset versus skill set? Well, skill set is important, but without the right mindset, it, it doesn't mean anything. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do a little, uh, 30 second exercise. If I may, I'm going to ask your listeners, uh, now, unfortunately, many of them may be driving right now, but I'm going to ask your listeners to do a little exercise. I want you to close your eyes. Just close your eyes for a second. Now you see that space. You feel that space. You got your eyes closed. You feel that space. You feel, you, you feel that brain inside your skull. This is where the work gets done. This is where the work gets done. And until you realize that, you can open your eyes and do all the work in the world with your hands and your body. Uh, but if you don't have it right inside there, it ain't happening. Okay. You're just going through the motions and you're working yourself to death. So you got to do the work in, in there first and every day continually with beliefs. What do I believe about myself? What is possible about other people, about employees, about customers, about my market? And, um, and you got to be the kind of leader that other people want to follow, right? You got to inspire confidence in others so that you're the kind of person that uh, good people want to work for and will stay because in the end, they're the ones that are going to do the work. Um, so that's the space. So you can open your eyes now. But, um, and so we say, from the invisible comes the visible. That's my thing. That's Larry Janeski. Yeah in a nutshell. And that's, that's my, you know, sort of, uh, slogan, you know, that so let me ask you something. So I, I believe a hundred and you know, 50% of what you just said in my life, I'm 50 and, um, I've been at this for 25 years. I don't have near the level of, of, uh, business success that, that you have, but you know, I always say it's, we're all, all of us are at our own level, you know, and all of us, you know, whatever that level, whatever that level may be. You talked about beliefs, you talked about habits. And one of the things that you have to do in order to, you know, move yourself up from one level to the next level. And this is, this is probably the hardest work that I've had to do. I think you're, you're absolutely right with this is changing what you believe because if you believe that you're worth whatever the number doesn't even matter but let's just say the number's a hundred grand if you believe that that's what you're worth it's going to be 
a, a, a very hard road for you if you set a goal, let's say now, to do 200 or 250, but your mind and your belief is still at 100, there's no way you can get to the, two, the 250, right? So how do you work on changing those beliefs, those, those, those self-limiting beliefs, if you will? Well, um, I think one of the best ways is to have it modeled for you. You know, when we can see other people doing it, uh, you know, in, in, a, um, in an organization, uh, we have our dealer networks, we have our school of entrepreneurship, we have, you know, uh, live classes where contractors from all different services come together and they, they see other people who are actually doing it. And it's like, wow, I'm struggling do, doing $600,000 a year. Here's this guy that's doing 10 million is making it look easy. Okay. And I start to learn, okay, what are, how's he doing? How's he got his business set up? People are, are training. There's a reason why our training is on the third floor, right above our local services business. So you could actually see a world-class fully scaled uh, home service business in action. And you could say, you know what? I see it now. And, and they're, you know, these people don't wear capes uh, and have, uh, you know, yeah. superhero masks on, on they're, they're regular people. And I have regular people. I just need to be a different kind of leader and set different kinds of expectations. So you have to, you know, see that, you know, how to do it. And when you learn, then you start to believe in new things. If you don't learn, you think, oh, it's impossible. Or, you know, another thing that happens is people fail in life, you know. So, um, you know, they set big goals, they miss the goal, uh, they don't make it, they, they didn't do, perform how they wanted to, and, and they start to believe, you know what, maybe I'm not so good. Maybe I don't deserve this. Maybe this is only for the smart people, you know, the... The, the popular people, the, you know, wh whoever it's, I can't be, do, or have more because, you know, I'm just not that kind of person and that's dangerous, you know? So that's why we look at the past and we say, well, how did you get here? And we say, well, well no, that's not you. Um, that's just the results that the world gave you so far. And we, we say the world is just, you know, you, you're getting what you deserve. The world is saying to you, when you do this in this way, this is what you get. And so um, you need to take that and say, well, that's not failure. That's just feedback. And if I want to get better results, I got to change what I'm doing in the world, change who I'm being in the world, change who my organization is being, change the output, and then I'll get a different response, you know, from the world. So there's, um, you know, biography does not equal destiny. You know, I mean, the, the past does not equal the future unless you make it so, unless you lock in and you say, okay, I'm, this is who I am. I'm just going to live out the, every year, the rest of my life, the same way as the last year. And, you know, you're just kind of waiting to die, you know? <laughs> so yeah. what if you've got, so I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there, maybe, um, you know, that may be stuck in whatever, you know, whatever level they're at. And they're, they're, they're hustling every day. They're working more than they should be. They don't have a free minute in the day. They've got to put food on the table. They've got to make payroll. And they're stuck in that. And they think, how am I going to find the time to do all of these things? 
how do you get past that? How, how do you help somebody overcome that? Okay. So that's what we work on. That's what we're really good at. Um, among other things, but, uh, so the first thing that they need to understand is that they are a technician and that's a liability, right? Right. When you are a one person operation. You got to be a technician when you're two or three person operation. But when you're 10 people, you're a technician with, you know, nine helpers. And that's a problem. What you've got to do is, uh, make the transition and see yourself not as a worker who does the work or even sells the work, but you are a, a team builder that your job now is leader and team builder. And you've got to build a team of people who are experts at getting leads, selling jobs, installing the work. Uh, that's your new job. And the sooner you see yourself as having that new job, the better because uh, people are the secret to your liberation. Um, get other people to help you. And chances are you have them on the payroll already and they can do more if you'll only let them, expect them to, empower them to, you know, train them to. Um, so uh, this is, you know, well represented in my book and also the in, in our School of Entrepreneurship. And it, that's one of those, you know, mindsets. That's one of those beliefs that I, I am not a contractor, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a team builder, who happens to be, you know, own and be building a home service business right now. Okay, so I'm going to stop the episode here. This interview actually goes on quite a bit longer, but what I'm going to do is there was so much good stuff that I'm going to wait and I'm going to hold off on the second half of it, if you will. But I think there was so much strong stuff here that it's almost worth a second listen. Larry really is, I mean, one of the top guys in the home improvement business. You talk about a wealthy contractor, and this is the guy to look at. So what I'll do here is I'm going to, I'm going to end this, but there is more. It It's coming out, but I would say go check out Larry's stuff. Go to LarryJaneski.com. His last name is spelled J-A-N-E-S-K-Y, LarryJaneski.com. You can also go to ContractorNation.com. And, of course, you go to Amazon, get his book, The Highest Calling. Um, just put in his name at Amazon. So this is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. And until next time... This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast.